Hey, everybody, it's Matt. Our Growing Greater podcast, it's made possible thanks to the support that we receive from the team at Coral Homes. They're helping us market the region so we can attract new companies and new jobs to our community. Coral Homes, it's a boutique hotel experience like none other. They're providing customized services and thoughtfully designed travel accommodations. At Coral Homes, guests experience designer living, high-quality comfort, state-of-the-art technology, and 24-7 top-shelf amenities. For an authentic and extra-special accommodation, make your next stay in Philadelphia at a stellar Coral Homes property. For a night, a week, a month, or longer, it's Coral Homes. Learn more at mycoralhome.com. That's mycoralhome.com. And join me in thanking the team at Coral Homes for believing us at Select Greater Philadelphia. This is Growing Greater. Growing Greater. Bringing you the stories of economic growth, job creation, and business success from across the 11-county community of Northern Delaware, Southern New Jersey, and Southeastern Pennsylvania. Now, here's Matt Gabry. It's only fitting that the birthplace of America takes the celebration of the 4th of July very seriously. This week on Growing Greater, we sit down with the leader of the 4th of July celebration to end all celebrations. It's known as Wawa Welcome America, and it's an amazing multi-day festival that's totally free. And it offers multicultural and multi-generational events to celebrate America's birthday in an extra special, welcoming style. And it all takes place right here in America's birthplace, Philadelphia. The citywide festival, it's chock full of concerts, museum days, community events, neighborhood movie screenings, and block parties, and of course, multiple firework displays. The Wawa Welcome America Festival, it's produced by the incredible team at Welcome America, Inc., a nonprofit organization with a focused mission to promote American history, education, and Philadelphia. The team works to enhance the resident and visitor experience through citywide events that also provide a nice economic boost to the local economy. We're joined by Michael Del Bain. He leads the team at Welcome America, and he shared with us insights into producing the annual Wawa Welcome America Festival, as well as the broader vision that he and his team are focused on every day. Here, we asked Michael to explain to the average person what Wawa Welcome America actually is. That's a great question, and it's unique to the city of Philadelphia because, as you mentioned, the history of the United States and the founding and the forming of our country is really, really closely tied to Philadelphia. This is where it all began. And at Welcome America, we take the time to stop and pause every single year to celebrate Independence Day and to celebrate July 4th and to celebrate that story, that unique Philadelphia story, one of revolution, one of independence, one of freedom, one of liberty that many Philadelphians know and know well, but many folks outside of Philadelphia don't know as well. And so we take the time to stop and throw a festival that celebrates that story, that uniquely Philadelphia story that is important for Philadelphians to remember and be proud of, but also important for all Americans to know and be proud of. Totally. And I'd love for you to share with us a little bit more about 
about the history of the organization, how it started, why it started, and what its original purpose was, and, and have we stayed kind of true to that purpose? Yeah, so Welcome America was founded in 1992. It was a vision of the leadership of the city and the state at the time. It was originally called something different, and over you know many iterations over the years is now known as the Wawa Welcome America Festival. But while the name has changed, and while administrations and leadership have changed, the vision for the festival has remained the same. And it's really what I talked about, which was taking the time to celebrate the city of Philadelphia and to celebrate the city of Philadelphia's relationship to the founding of our country and to the ideals that were celebrated on Independence Day and how those ideals are still alive and well today in Philadelphia. And I think that over the last 27 years, and hopefully for the next 27 years, we will stay true to that commitment, which is to celebrate all of the things that make Philadelphia unique, make the United States of America unique, make American citizens and the people that come to visit the United States of America unique, and wrap them all up into one and have a festival that embodies all of those things. And that's what we try to do every year. We've been successful, and hopefully we'll continue to do that for many more years to come. I know this sounds really obvious, but one of the things that I really like and that we may take for granted when we think about Welcome America, Inc. as an organization is its name. Yeah. Whoever came up with it is a genius because it's really perfectly positioned for what we want Philadelphia to be known as, a place that epitomizes our personality of a welcoming community. Mm -hmm. And you can feel it with this festival known as Wawa Welcome America that is welcoming people from around the block and around the neighborhood and around the world to come and visit and, to your point, be part of the celebration and the recognition of this great city and this great country. Yeah, that's a really great observation. And our tagline for the festival is celebrate with us. And right from the start, when we say those words, that means the door is open. The welcome mat is out. Everyone is welcome to come and celebrate with us and be part of the Wawa Welcome America Festival. When you do a festival like ours, six days 53 programs, about 300,000 people touch our festival in one way or another. And those people, like you said, are from Philadelphia, but they're from around the world. We build a festival that is family-friendly, It is welcoming of all people. We like to say that there is something for everyone in our festival. We have everything from history and education to civics and government to entertainment and celebrations. So whatever you're looking for, however you choose to celebrate, you can celebrate with us. So we always want to make sure that right from the start, we have a position where our arms are wide open. The welcome mat is laid out. Philadelphia is open, and we are welcoming of all people to come and celebrate with us. And I think that that DNA, that sort of fingerprint that we've put on this festival is why people come from all over the city, all over the region, all over the world to celebrate with us. Yeah. I want to talk, Michael, with how we want people to feel when they come to Philadelphia, specifically for Welcome America activities, but also in general. And I want to dovetail into this question about how people feel by sharing with you and others that I'm the youngest of seven, and I really learned how to interact with people at my mom's apron strings in the kitchen, helping her prepare. She loved to entertain. She loved to cook. And she really ingrained in me and my siblings the importance of making people feel welcome in your home. When you're having guests over for a celebration of some sort, you want them to leave with this certain kind of feeling. Mm -hmm. And I'd love for you to share with me and our listeners 
What's that feeling for you that you want guests to feel as they're climbing back into their car, their plane, their train, their automobile at the end of their experience coming to Philadelphia? I think the primary thing that I would love people to feel is a sense of incredible familiarity with the things that we are doing, with the programs that we are delivering, with the messages that we're celebrating, and curiosity, Hmm. that they've come and they've experienced something new. They've met someone new. They've interacted with a culture or a type of program that they never have before. They've celebrated in a way that they may have never celebrated before. They've learned something about our country, about our city, about themselves that they didn't know before. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's one of the beautiful things about the Wawa Welcome America Festival is that for so many people, this is an annual event. This is something that they've been doing since they were a kid, and now they're bringing their kids and grandkids. And that's really important because there is that familiarity, because we do take our programs out into the neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. We are on tiny little streets in tiny little neighborhoods. I mean, Philadelphia is a city of neighborhoods, and we really celebrate that. So some of our programs are on the smaller side. They're in tiny little parks or tiny little areas in tiny little neighborhoods. And then, of course, we have you know a party on the parkway, the Benjamin Franklin Parkway, that brings 200 thousand people. So it really is about that familiarity, that feeling like you are in Philadelphia's backyard having a barbecue on the 4th of July. But at the same time, we are celebrating these big, important messages that we want people to learn and take something new away from. And that's really what I want people to feel. It's funny you talked about being with your mom in the kitchen because Mm – If you come to one Welcome America program or you come to all 53 Welcome America programs, there's always food. Right. Because Philadelphia is a great food town. We have a lot of great, wonderful food and cuisine and restaurants to celebrate. But food is really what brings people together. That's right. And, you know, I come from a big Italian family. And whether we're happy or sad, we break bread. Whether we're celebrating or mourning, we break bread. That's right. And so when you do a festival where you want people to come together and you want them to feel comfortable and you want them to feel welcome, one of the great ways to do that and also at the same time celebrate Philadelphia's great food culture is around the table. It's a perfect match you know the food of greater philadelphia but food is part of everything we do to your point and i love that i want to pick up on something you just mentioned 53 events as part of the wawa welcome america festivities in 2019 that's pretty incredible yeah i'm not sure the average observer would recognize 53 events and i'd love for you to share with us you know from the fireworks on the parkway to the movies to the kind of educational series to the neighborhood programming on those little side streets that you mentioned a moment ago. Is there something for you or a couple things that stand out that you're really proud of and you say, wow, that was a cool aspect of our Wawa Welcome America festivities this year? Yeah, absolutely. You know, every program is special and everything that we do, we try to create a unique experience for people when they interact with us to walk away, as you said, with something and feeling a certain way. Mm -hmm. But there are always a handful of events that sort of bubble up to the top. And for me, this year, there were a couple of events that were new, that were really special, and then some that have been around for a long time. Time. So on the Sunday of this year's festival in the evening, we did a Gospel on Independence concert. 160 
gospel voices wow. coming together from churches and houses of worship from all around the city on a stage in the shadow of Independence Hall, a predominantly African-American audience and a predominantly African-American troupe of performers standing in front of a building where in 1776 there were some questions about how those folks would be recognized and how those folks would find their place in our new democracy and in our new nation. So on a Sunday evening, mm. to have 160 voices come together and to sing in celebration, and we probably had about 3,000 to 4,000 people on Independence Mall watching this concert. It was mm. so special. And when we were looking at video footage afterwards, I was on my feet and I yeah. was clapping my hands and I was dancing around. I was really feeling the emotion that comes from all of those voices. That was a very, very special event for me. Yeah. And I think very, very special for our festival. This year on Monday night, we welcomed for the first time ever the United States Army Field Band, which hmm. is the official band of the United States Army. And cool. they are the diplomats for the army that go out all over the country and all over the world and perform on behalf of the United States Army. We had them down at Penn's Landing, our wonderful partners at Penn's Landing, and they performed a concert called Let Freedom Ring, mm -hmm. which was a multimedia expression of Again, the celebration of all of these things that we hold dear. It was honoring our military servicemen and women all over who have made sacrifices large and small to ensure our freedom. They were there. It was a beautiful celebration. These men and women in uniform performing, followed by fireworks. That was really, really special. In the afternoon on Tuesday, we named a section of Broad Street between Spruce and Locust, Patty LaBelle Way, oh, yeah, sure. which was really a wonderful way to recognize and celebrate the indelible mark left on the city of Philadelphia by a great iconic performer. Yeah. So again, you have these big, large events with fireworks and thousands and thousands of people. And then we shut down a street corner on Broad Street yeah. and we decided to celebrate a, a lifelong Philadelphian who has always made a space for Philadelphia in her life. We did movies, as you say. We did four movies this year. Yeah. We went to neighborhoods that we had never been to before. We went all the way up to Mander Playground. We went to Hunting Park. Mm -hmm. We went down to FDR Park in South Philly. These are neighborhoods that either we've never been to or haven't been to in a long time. Yeah. And to walk out in the middle of a neighborhood find an open green space, yep. put up a 24-foot LED screen and show a blockbuster right. completely for free. Yeah, cool. uh, That's very, very, very cool. And yeah. one of the things that I want to make sure that I speak to is that all of these programs, all 53, whether they are the party on the parkway for 200,000 people or they are a small neighborhood film that may only get a few hundred people, all of our programs are completely free of charge. Wow. And we do that to make sure that all people feel welcome yep. and that we eliminate as many barriers to access as we possibly can because yep. this is a celebration for all Philadelphians and all Americans, all visitors, regardless of obviously where they come from and who they are, but also their economic status. Yeah. So we make sure that all 53 programs are free no matter what we do. to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, 
These are just a few of the stellar events from the 2019 Wawa Welcome America Festival. From the Party on the Parkway with performances by Megan Trainer and Jennifer Hudson to the reading of the Declaration of Independence at Independence Hall by iconic performer and Philadelphia's very own Patti LaBelle, these festivities have something for everyone to enjoy. And as Michael mentioned, what makes this festival extra special, it's the fact that all events are completely free. So everyone can enjoy and take part in the celebration of America's birthday. To the supreme judge of the world. As we learn about how Welcome America celebrates the birth of our country, let's celebrate one of the teams who make this podcast possible. It's the team at Kreischer Miller. They are a leading independent accounting, tax, and advisory firm serving the greater Philadelphia and Lehigh Valley areas. The Kreischer Miller team is driven by their mission to serve their clients, colleagues, and communities with passion and integrity and dedication. The Kreischer Miller team, they've built a firm that is uniquely responsive to the dynamic needs of private companies helping business leaders to smoothly transition through growth phases, business cycles, and ownership changes. Kreischer Miller's clients quickly adapt and respond to changing market opportunities and challenges. And those characteristics, they drive the professionals at Kreischer Miller who are laser focused on being responsive, decisive, and forward thinking. Learn more at kmco.com. That's kmco.com. And join me in thanking Kreischer Miller for believing in us at Select Greater Philadelphia. Now, let's get back to our conversation with Michael. So, Michael, I'd love to dive into as you embark on what I guess is officially the beginning of your 28th year. Mm -hmm. Share with us a little bit about the business aspects, if you will. How big's the shop? Because I suspect it's a pretty efficient team. Mm -hmm. And share with us a little bit about the business operations. Where does your revenue come from to be able to put on 53 programs at no cost for all of our guests? So we are a lean, mean team. It's just a handful of us. There are actually only three full-time employees. Incredible. Uh, yeah, there are a handful of part-time employees, and then folks that we bring on board to help us execute and deliver sure. the festival. Every single person who has a hand in this festival, they're the hardest working folks that I've ever seen. They are the most committed folks I have ever seen. And they, along with our sponsors, mm -hmm. our partners, and then of course the city of Philadelphia, have this incredible commitment to make sure not only that the festival is a lot of fun, yep. not only that it is successful, so to speak, by whichever barometer you choose to use to measure success. Right. You know, we all want it to be fun. We all want it to be successful. We all want it to be free. But they go a step further. Mm. These folks are so committed to making sure that this is an experience mm -hmm. that all 300,000 people who in one way or another touch our festival go home and say, that was a spectacular experience. Yeah. Whether you only sat on the lawn for 20 minutes and watched a movie or whether you made it to 47 of the 53 programs, right. every single person who comes and interacts with our festival is going to go away feeling this incredible sense of commitment mm -hmm. from this team of people who have decided to dedicate 
months and months of their lives to delivering this festival and a city that will not rest until this festival just continues to be the best it can possibly be. Yeah. So we're a lean, mean team, but what, we make up for it in tenacity. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. That's really great. But you mentioned sponsors. So mm-hmm. it's a business that's driven by support of the academic business and civic community. In addition to the title sponsor being Wawa, you are garnering support from a variety of audiences, I suspect. We are. And our economics is really driven by the city of Philadelphia. They make a investment in this festival. This Mm -hmm. is the city of Philadelphia's festival that it executes for its citizens, Mm -hmm. right? This is by the city of Philadelphia, of the city of Philadelphia. So they certainly take leadership. And Mayor Kenny has been a visionary when it has come to what this festival can be and can continue to be in the years to come. So I'm grateful to him for his vision and for his and the city of Philadelphia's investment. And then, yes, across the corporate, civic, institutional community, we have a lot of folks who recognize the importance of a festival like this, recognize the importance of the relationship that this festival has to the city of Philadelphia and what this festival means to the city of Philadelphia and for our city. And they've made an investment to say, we want this festival to continue and we want it to continue to be successful. That makes really good sense. And I'm glad you used the specific terminology, Michael, of investment. It's an investment by the city, in the city, for its residents, for its citizens, because it is an economic driver. It brings an economic vibrancy to the community in a special way during this time of the year, every year, that is really having a positive ripple effect when it comes to the economics of the region and the job creation that comes along with all that. So it truly is a good positioning of this festival as an investment. And I wanna transition and use this as a pivot point In the spirit of our program, which is growing greater, both personally and professionally, and I want to come back to your personal story in a moment as well, but professionally, as you enter into your leadership role at Welcome America, you have a vision for where you want this to evolve next, because I think most people think of Welcome America as a eight, 10-day festival under the Wawa Welcome America umbrella, and perhaps that's all it's been historically. But my understanding is you have a vision to take this to the next level so that there's touch points that go beyond just this kind of finite period of time. I do. And, you know, I think that the impetus or the foundation of my vision for where we're going is really in partnership, as I said, with the city of Philadelphia and its administration. And Mayor Mm -hmm. Kenny has a vision for this festival and has a vision for the city of Philadelphia. And we want to always make sure that the Wawa Welcome America Festival supports that vision and pushes forward those initiatives and those are agendas, items that are important to the city of Philadelphia to this Mm -hmm. administration. But at the same time, we also get to identify opportunities for growth, opportunities to put our programming and to put our messaging into places that are new and unique each and every year. So for example, one of the initiatives that I've identified, which has been a longstanding commitment of Welcome America and the Wawa Welcome America Festival, but I want to continue to put more emphasis behind it, is really taking our programming and pushing it out into our neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. You know, we are blessed to be able to use Philadelphia's great public spaces for our events. We've got Independence Mall. We've got the Parkway. We've got Penn's Landing. We've got these great sort of gathering places. But it, and it's important for us to have big, important programs there that draw people in sure. to celebrate. Makes but sense. it is also important to make sure that we go out to small communities and small neighborhoods. And right. we go to every corner of this great city, every neighborhood that we can, and yep. bring programming there, whether that programming is educational, mm-hmm. whether it is civic-minded, whether it is purely entertainment. That's okay. Yeah. It's just about getting out into those neighborhoods. So that's one priority that I've identified that has, again, 
again, been a commitment of Welcome America, but we're going to continue to push it. We're going to continue to diversify our geographic reach across the city of Philadelphia. That's Mm -hmm. number one. Number two, I want to make sure that we use the Wawa Welcome America Festival to continue to position the city of Philadelphia as a global city. Mm -hmm. It is a destination for global tourism. It is a destination for global business. Totally. It is a place that is made up of people from all over the world. And as I talked about, we open our arms and lay out that welcome mat, you know, not only during the Welcome America Festival, but all year long. Philadelphia is a city that welcomes people from all over. In this year's festival, during our July 4th parade, we had the incredible treat to have created a visual representation of this commitment Hmm. called Canvas of America. Okay. And Canvas of America was a 190 foot long by 18 foot wide flag that was made up of 154 flags of every nation around the world. Wow. And they were all stitched together and it took 40 people to carry this flag and it was you know, 200 feet long. It took up a significant portion of the footprint of the parade. But that visual mm-hmm. and that visual representation was Philadelphia is a global city. Yeah. So no matter where you are or no matter where you're coming from, you're welcome in Philadelphia and you're welcome at the Wawa Welcome America Festival because yeah. we really are a city that is made up of people from around the globe. Very cool. The story of the 154 flags is really inspiring. Where was that actually displayed? I'm disappointed I actually missed that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got it in storage right now okay. <laughs> because, it, you know, the festival was only just a shy of a couple of months ago. But yeah. we've got it in storage right now, but we do have plans for it. Yeah. The flag will be used for other ceremonial purposes. It will be used to continue to push this message, which is Philadelphia as a global city, a yeah. global place for business, for tourism, for bringing your family, you know, raising a family, all of those things. Totally. And that's right in the wheelhouse of what we do at Select Greater Philadelphia as we produce this program, Growing Greater. We are welcoming business leaders from around the world to learn about Greater Philadelphia and ultimately encourage them to establish and grow their business here and their career here. So it's such a perfect fit in how we fit into the work of the Wawa Welcome America festivities and the Welcome America overarching vision for positioning the brand, the image, the reputation of Philadelphia in the hearts and minds of folks around the world. So you and I, we're aligned. That's right. We We really are. are. We are aligned in, and I think, our shared vision, but also it's a shared commitment. And there are so many. The city of Philadelphia is fortunate. There are a lot of organizations who have bought into this commitment, which is Philadelphia is a unique city. Many, like me, believe that there's no other place like Philadelphia anywhere in the world. It's a unique city. And when you come here, Whether you come during the Wawa Welcome America Festival or not, you will immediately feel the uniqueness of this city, the vibrancy, the great unique vibrancy of this city. And I think if we can harness that and celebrate it at a time, especially of the year, while people are paying attention, then it's our responsibility to do that. Yeah, totally. And if you could take us from, you know, the neighborhood uh, where you grew up and how that influenced who you are today. Well, just a kid from Hamilton. Yeah, I grew up there and had an incredible experience in Hamilton. You know, there is a great deal of pride for the people who live in Hamilton, people who come from Hamilton, people who come from that whole South Jersey region. And one of the things that I remember from growing up in Hamilton was the pride that people had in our community and in our town, whether it be 
our parades or our sports teams in high school or, you know, the many civic assets that our town had, you know, we're the blueberry capital of the world. Yeah, you, know, you can't forget right. that. There's a great deal of pride in that. That is very similar to the pride that I feel in the city of Philadelphia mm-hmm. and the pride that other Philadelphians feel. I mean, of course, in our great civic treasures, in our sports teams, in our great food culture, in our museums and institutions yep. of higher education. This is a city to be proud of. And Philly has a lot of pride. So there was a natural fit when the opportunity to represent and work for an institution that takes time every year to celebrate Philadelphia and to Mm -hmm. celebrate the things that we should be proud of in Philadelphia. That was a natural fit. I went to the College of New Jersey. I was there. I had an amazing experience there. It was a wonderful place to get my higher education. I left there and actually dabbled in politics for a little bit. Mm -hmm. I worked on some political campaigns. I I joined the circus, as I like to say. I traveled around the country with uh, a couple of different political campaigns and got a real behind-the-scenes, in-depth look at at, at how the sausage is made, so to speak. A Um, totally different kind of education. <laughs> That's exactly right. That yeah. was a, a boots on the ground education and, and saw a lot of amazing things, got to drive and fly and sometimes walk across our great country mm-hmm. and see what a beautiful country it is. I mean, yeah. I visited almost every state, about 40 of the 50 states, you know, on the campaign trail. And so yeah. to be able to do that and meet people from all over the country and meet these wonderful people who have different perspectives of politics and government and civics and liberty and freedom and independence and democracy. And to hear their voices really helped frame my young leadership around what it means to have civic pride, to deliver a festival that is focused on civic pride and on these great ideals that we have here in this country. So it was a great way to start my career. And even more than that, if I could add, I would suspect, because I know it's true for me, those experiences, whether you knew it or not at the time, yes, they shaped who you are, but they also shaped how you interact with other folks, the empathy you have, the lens you look through when you're thinking about that neighborhood family who may never really have the opportunity to attend a festival in Center City, Philadelphia, for a variety of reasons. So you're thinking about how do we bring those festival components to their neighborhood so they can feel part of the pride of Philadelphia in a way that maybe they never would have had a chance to do before. And I know I'm getting really into the nuance here, but those encounters that you had busing, driving, walking across the majority of the United States, 40 plus or minus states, as you referenced, shaped you in ways that you probably still don't even necessarily recognize, I suspect. And they come out in different moments that cause you to say, you know what, that experience really led me to where I am thinking right now. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to get too granular on that as well, but it's true. I will have an experience, whether it's in one of my previous positions or right here at Welcome America. And I will think to myself, I remember that family in Michigan that I met at Mm -hmm. a rally who were waiting in line to meet a candidate because, you know, holding a sign that said X, Y, Z. And, you know, not to get too sort of hallmarky about it, but, you know, I spent 70 days, for example, in the state of Iowa. Right. And when you are standing on a farm in Iowa on July 3rd, Mm -hmm. and you hear a family talk about what Independence Day means to them, and you listen to the lens by which they use to articulate their feelings around independence and liberty and freedom and democracy, and you hear that, 
it does stay with you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether you're standing on a farm in Buchanan County, Iowa, or you are standing in a neighborhood in North Philadelphia, everyone has the right to celebrate and to feel pride the way that is meaningful to them. And if we can create opportunities for as many people as possible to feel pride Mm -hmm. and to celebrate that pride, then we're doing the right thing. Yeah, totally. I want to talk about overcoming hurdles. And we're talking, folks, with Michael Delbain. He is president and CEO at Welcome America, which puts on the Wawa Welcome America Festival every year. And Michael's new to his role, and he has uh, some, what I would call, ambitious ideas. And there are going to be people, Michael, who come to you and say, no way, not going to happen, dude. Love your passion, but you're crazy. How do you manage that kind of glass half empty skepticism that you've already encountered in your career and will surely encounter when you introduce additional big ideas to grow the Welcome America plan over the coming years? That's a great question. And, you know, with a background in fundraising, I used to like to joke that I got turned down for a living, right? Right. Because that's what you do when you're a fundraiser. You know, nine times out of 10, you you get turned down. But, you know, there's an old cliche that no is just a long way to yes. Mm -hmm. And I love that because I am persistent and I'm relentless in my pursuit of what I believe to be the right direction, regardless of what I'm doing, whether it's here at Welcome America or, you know, anywhere that that I choose to put my passions. I think the most important way to deal with hurdles is to listen, Mm -hmm. first and foremost. My family had a saying growing up that God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason. You should listen twice as much as you talk. And I think that many times an opportunity when you hear no, if you take a moment to listen to why that no has been put on the table Mm -hmm. or why that shutdown of your idea has been put on the table, you'll actually learn something. And at the end of the day, it may actually be feedback that you take back, digest, incorporate into your idea, and then get to a yes, because there are no perfect ideas, right? right? So if you come with an idea and it immediately gets shot down, there's a reason why that idea is getting shot down. And if you take the time to listen and to be open to hearing what people have to say, you'll actually learn more about what could make your idea better. And then you incorporate it and reposition it, and you'll find yourself getting through those hurdles a lot further. That's always been my mantra. And, you know, going all the way back to starting in politics, you know, Mm -hmm. when you are trying to convince someone why this particular candidate is the best candidate for the job, many, many times you're going up against people who either haven't made their mind up yet or may have made up their mind for someone else. And if you listen to why and then take that feedback and incorporate it into your message, you'll find you get a lot more yeses that way. Totally. So I'm going to ask this next question, and I'm going to give you my answer to it, but I also want to hear your answer to it, obviously. That's why I'm asking you. Okay. (laughs) But it's one of these things. It's one of my favorite questions of what would we do differently? If we could change something in the big scheme of greater Philadelphia's kind of brand and image and reputation and even its psyche, if you will, what would that be that would really be a game changer for us? And for me, there's a couple, but the big one for me, being born and raised in greater Philadelphia, in the city of Philadelphia, now living in the community essentially my whole life, very similar to you, because I count Southern New Jersey as part of greater Philadelphia, by the way. yeah. We're all part of one big neighborhood here, right? That's for sure. Is historically, and part of this is human nature, But it also feels like it is unusually intense historically with Philadelphians. 
And that is a glass half empty type of approach to almost everything. And it's a spirit of let's complain, but let's not solve. And I will say a lot of this has begun to change over the past 25 years. I actually go back to 1992 at the founding of Welcome America. There was a movement that was happening at that time that began to change the psyche of Philadelphians, where people were starting to see the possible as opposed to living the impossible. And what I encourage folks to do all the time, because in my role leading Select Greater Philadelphia, we're trying to attract new businesses here. And one of the ways we do that is to accentuate the positive and talk about all of our regional assets. There's only four and a half of us, six and a half if you count some of the kind of dotted line folks we have into our chamber family. But the overarching message I share is we need your help, meaning every resident across the greater Philadelphia region, we need you to be a champion for greater Philadelphia and spread the positivity and the optimism that we know we are in everything we do. So with that, I ask you, Michael Delbane, is there something that you look at when you think about not just Welcome America, but your time as a leader in greater Philadelphia? If we could just change this one aspect, it would really be a significant evolution in where we're going. You and I have a professional relationship, but we're friends. And to hear you talk about how you would answer that question, it's so in line, like so many things, with the way that I think. My answer, quite simply, is the city of Philadelphia needs to believe in itself Mm -hmm. more than it does. Totally. This is a city on the move, and this is a city on the rise, and it has been for a long, long time. But speaking completely candid, there are a group of people who believe that the city of Philadelphia is a great city and deserves to operate like a great city. That energy... That vision, that commitment, that passion needs to trickle down to all Philadelphians. Totally. Philadelphians do have sometimes a glass half empty perspective. Mm-hmm. What more infuriates me, and I want to grab people and say, let's, let's tackle this together, is I want Philadelphians to not or to no longer accept mediocrity. Mm-hmm. It is not okay to be a mediocre city. Right. It is not okay to be a mediocre neighborhood. It is not okay to have mediocre schools, mediocre parks, mediocre anything. And I just use those as examples. Uh, You know, I'm not singling out any particular thing. I understand. But I don't want Philadelphians any longer to accept mediocrity. One of the things I always laugh about is on the first game of the Philadelphia Eagles season, everybody believes we're winning the Super Bowl that year. Totally. I want people to feel that way about their schools, about their parks, about their neighborhoods. I want them to wake up every day and say, The park on the corner is going to be the best park in the city of Philadelphia. The school that my kids go to is going to be the best. And we're going to make it the best. We're going to make it the best because we all have a shared responsibility to make sure that our city is moving forward. And that's what I mean about there are a group of people who are in positions of influence and not who have that passion, who have that belief that we can be a great 22nd century city. Yeah. Right. I want all Philadelphians to feel that way. And when I speak of mediocrity. It is not our city as a whole. It is an embodiment of an attitude, right? right? So one of the things that I will, I will give you a very granular, very specific example, yeah, please. because it's something that moves me in such a negative way, litter mm-hmm. in the city of Philadelphia. There shouldn't be a piece of litter on any street anywhere in Philadelphia. Right. You know why? 
because when you walk by a piece of litter, you should say, that mediocrity is unacceptable. Yep. And I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to put it in a trash can. Yep. And that's a prime example of, of people right down to the street level, to the neighborhood level saying, I will not accept mediocrity because Philadelphia is not a mediocre city. It is not made up of mediocre people. We can be great. We have greatness in us. We just got to go get it. And when we all embrace that, we'll have a very clean city. <laughs> that's right. In, 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 in many different ways. In many different ways. Yeah, you'll I, have I a, totally appreciate what you're saying. That's right. You'll have a clean city. You'll have a dynamic city. You'll have a growing city. And there are so many things moving in the right direction about the city of Philadelphia. And you talk about you know attracting businesses and all of that. Any business yep. that comes to the city of Philadelphia, as I talked about before, is immediately going to feel that uniqueness, that passion, that desire, and that drive. Yep. It's got to permeate all the way down to every single Philadelphian. Totally agree. And Michael, my wrap-up question for you is, where do you see Welcome America in the next three years, five years, 10 years from now? Well, right now, all eyes are on the 250th anniversary of our country. 2026 marks the semi quincentennial celebration. I have to say that properly, the celebration of the country. And so Philadelphia is obviously going to play a very key role in that. This is where it began. We did it first and we do it the best, as I like to say. July 4th was first and best here in the city of Philadelphia. So every decision that we make Every plan, every initiative that we adopt, we think to ourselves, how is this going to play into the 250th celebration? And what is the city of Philadelphia's role going to be in that? It is going to be a leadership role. It is going to be a prominent role. I like to see the city of Philadelphia as the tip of the spear, so to speak, when it comes to celebrating the 250th anniversary. So, so much of the work that we're doing now is preparing us so that when that anniversary rolls around, we've got something that's truly spectacular. Based on their successful track record, I know we are all eagerly awaiting the next Wawa Welcome America Festival produced by the team at Welcome America. If you like this episode, please be sure to rate and review our podcast and share it with friends and colleagues and family and through social media too. Be sure to check out other episodes of Growing Greater at Radio.com, wherever you listen to your podcasts, or at selectgreaterphl.com slash podcast. And hey, folks, we want to let you know that the audio clips that we heard in this podcast are thanks to the great team at NBC10. As we wrap this episode of Growing Greater, let's thank the team at CGI. With 43 years of experience and expertise, CGI has earned its reputation as a leading end-to-end IT and business consulting services provider. Their year-over-year growth, it's a testament to the confidence that their clients place in the CGI team. Serving clients in the health, life sciences, oil and gas, and banking and capital markets industries, among others, the CGI team consistently delivers unparalleled managed IT and business processing services, systems integration, and IT consulting services. The CGI team right here in Greater Philadelphia, well, they are especially focused on supporting the growth of regional companies that are leading the way in the life sciences and biopharma space. You can learn more at CGI.com. That's CGI.com. And join me in thanking CGI for believing in us at Select Greater Philadelphia. Growing Greater is presented by Select Greater Philadelphia, a council of our Chamber of Commerce for Greater Philadelphia. Select is the business attraction organization for Northern Delaware, Southern New Jersey, and Southeastern Pennsylvania, and helps to grow the economic vibrancy of our collective community 
by attracting new businesses and new jobs to our region. Special thanks to our program producers, Elena Carmazin and Maricela Juarez, along with the great team of marketing and creative services professionals at our chamber. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in anytime and anywhere you get your podcasts or online at selectgreaterphl.com slash podcast.